This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, Tuesday podcast for you, Al Dukes. What is up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, I have a uh, tip for the audience if they're looking for gifts for people. This is not a commercial. This is just something I've stumbled upon, and I know that women are well aware of this existing already. Now, this is not going to be something that Eddie plays on the Friday before a holiday, is it? Uh, no, it's not one of okay. those tips. It's, it's a real tip. Cool. That uh, uh, Like, I'm somebody who has a very difficult time buying gifts for, like, Mother's Day, Father's Day, birthdays, never know what to get anyone. Yeah. The website Etsy, which is very popular, like I said, many women know about. I don't know how many men go on Etsy. Right. But these are like just people that have their own little small businesses where they make things. Yeah. And then they put them on on the internet to purchase. And like you could go on there and just like... Like uh, like when I was getting my Greyhound, I was like, oh, well, on Etsy, I type in Greyhound. All these different gifts and things come up related to Greyhounds. Cool. I know um, a friend of mine, um, she does, she makes soaps. Right. And with that, that's where she sells. And she does, right. very, I mean, I don't know that she's not getting rich, but she does well with it. Yeah. I like the idea because then you can just go on to Etsy. Like, let's say, like for Father's Day. You'd be like, hmm, what is your dad? What is your dad into? Golf, right? All right, you right. Know, type in golf, and they, you get better ideas than just going to like Amazon. How, what What is the shipping like? Like, can you get if you pay for it? Yeah, can you get an overnight shipping deal? I th- yeah, I think you can, but uh, yeah, and most of the people, you know, they're like really into customer service because it's their own little business. You know, they right. have to be. It makes but sense. I like got different Greyhound things. I got. I've got home decor from it. There's some cool stuff on there, and I would. I'm ne- actually on it as we speak now. Yeah, it is. It is pretty good. So that's just the thing. I'm just throw that out there, Jerry. That is free. That is not an ad. Although it would hurt if Etsy. Although I don't know who would even like. Whether, <laughs> although I guess the website probably takes a piece of your action. Right? <laughs> they would, would have think to. So. I would think so because I think these are all. Um, most of them are free websites, yeah. But I think you can pay for a premium site because I think a lot of them. Let's say, if you wanted, you know, uh, Al Dukes Designs, yeah. I think you could get aldukesdesigns.etsy.com, but I do believe you can pay a premium just to get your uh, website name on the Etsy platform. But you got to pay for it. I see. I believe. And then Gina Sun started making. Um, uh, uh, what's that sport year that you have the league for? Um, cornhole. cornhole. He started making cornhole boards, right? So really? he's makes and he's starting to make them. He's painting them. He's selling them locally. I said, "Oh, he's got to get an Etsy shop." He should. It's so funny because I actually just put up the um, downloaded the directions how to make my own boards. You did, and yes, and it does not look. I mean, it's not easy, but it doesn't look. Comp- it looks like something I could do. Yeah, 
and I was um, contemplating doing that. This was going to be my project this weekend. But then now, what gotta, I need to what I need gotta, to know about him, yeah, is is he gone with official cornhole regulation sizes? Because believe it or not, and I cannot believe I'm going to say this, before I got into my impromptu league that we started, yeah. I bought nice boards. I thought were you know very cool. They were, you know, they were light, but they were regulation size. But the thickness of the plywood was not tournament size. And there were guys that came in, <laughs> like, what is said, this nonsense? Well, they said we'll play on these because you know we're playing a team that's got to use the same ones. But these are not official. Wow, like, well, they were one hundred and twenty-five dollars. I mean, not official. Right. And they showed me what. So we wound up buying another five official boards. It's just thicker, and they're. You know, they do. They're just better. I'm just curious. Find out for me. So what I got to tell him. Making. You got to tell him he's got to make official well, size and thickness boards. Because there's two different things. You can just make really cool boards that you're going to sell to random Tom, Dick, and Harrys for their backyard stuff. Right. Then you will have a client base of guys that play for real and play for money, and they want regulation boards. Yeah, I would That's think what. I want a regulation board even for my backyard. I don't want you no would scrub think. board, Jerry. Yeah, but, do you, but if you could get a set of boards for $75 as opposed to $220, that's which true. ones do you want? I'll take the cheaper ones. Right. That's, that's the difference. Up. So it's interesting. That's very cool. Good for him. Yeah, that's awesome. He's a business. He's a business. Shark. So I'm making. So is he on Etsy boards. or you're just suggesting No, he I was gets suggesting Etsy, but I could imagine. Like, didn't you. Like, you had those things shipped to you. That's got to be like yes. a nightmare. But th- and this is what I don't understand. Cost. This is what I don't get about Amazon or even other places. I bought, I want to say we have 10 sets of cornhole boards. We didn't pay shipping for any of them. Explain that to me, please. It was part of their price? Yes. The one, I think it so, cost 40 bucks to ship a, a, a two boards. Couldn't agree with you more. So we got five sets, and these were the ones that I actually like. They're my, I actually I prefer those over the regulation boards that we bought. They're really good cornhole boards. They're not as heavy as the other one. They're a little bit thinner, but I like them. I got five of those. They were $110 a uh, pair each, and they came free shipping. Then I bought the regulation boards that were like $125 each, free shipping. I don't understand. I really don't. I don't get that. Is is your dog crying? No, she's uh, chewing on a toy that has Ah, a squeaker in it. Which he ignores ninety nine percent of the day. That's all right. That's but fine. Good for, good for Yesterday her. was doing this at the same time. Well, she's got a routine. By the way, I'm I, liking this Etsy. It's pretty good. It is cool, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. I was looking yesterday because yeah, you know, Father's Day is like impossible. Especially my father's impossible. He doesn't like. He doesn't golf. He doesn't drink beers. Right. He doesn't fart. He doesn't play with the <laughs> remote control. Like these are all things like that. Father's Day cards are. Yeah. I did find something somewhat interesting, but it might be very corny. Well, sometimes corny is not so bad. <laughs> Engraved hammer. I don't mind. You know, With I don't mind nice that. a nice message and that they hang up. I got to tell you, that's not, if he's it's handy, not bad, you right? your dad is, that's not terrible. I like he's that. He's handy. It's a nice, uh, like, it would be more decorative, but it's a real hammer that that they get, people engrave the hammers on there. That so is the awesome. Wood. I'll this think is, of that. I actually it's, like that idea. I think that's great. Now I'm looking at a carved pocket knife. Yeah, carved pocket knife. Etsy. Wow. A lot of good stuff here. Yeah, it's good. Check it out.
Uh, and then the other thing, Jerry, over the weekend, I was, uh, you know, into the, I went to Asbury Park, walked the boardwalks, tried to get the, the Jersey Shore vibe. And, and um, we purchased, Gina and I, both in Bradley Beach and in Asbury Park, fresh squeezed lemonade. Well, that sounds lovely. That Gina doesn't think is fresh squeezed. Oh. Now, okay. if you have a sign out that says fresh squeezed... Should you not be required to be serving fresh squeezed lemonade? Of course you should. But how now, are you going to... Exactly. This is what I said. How Boy. do you tell? Because she said, oh, it's very sugary. They could take fresh squeezed lemonade and then just put a ton of sugar in it. Absolutely they could. It still It'll doesn't mean delicious. they're not squeezing the lemons. Right. That's interesting because if you think without the sugar, mm-hmm. what is it? It's a lemon juice. Ugh. Right. Make so you got to put some right sugar in it. Yeah. Got to put sugar in it. That's the, that's the aid part. Right. Lemon... And then aid. Right. And then she also felt that if a place showcased on the front of their place actual lemons, she felt it more believable that they were providing fresh-squeezed lemonade because she saw that they had actual lemons on the counter. Wasn't that Orange Julius's uh, scam back in the day? <laughs> they just had all those oranges. Out. <laughs> yes, and then when you got a drink, they went right to the to the fountain. <laughs> That's what I feel like. Right, they lured you in with this idea of look at this fresh orange juice I'm getting. Orange Julius. There was a spot in Mammoth Mall yeah. that we used to enter every time, and it used to be the first place on the left. And how many times we would walk by and be like, Ma, can we get some Orange Julius? No, we're not drinking that. Okay. <laughs> what was Orange Julius? It was like, I think it was like an orange-based soda. Like a Sunkist? I think it or was. A Fanta? I don't remember. We never, I just remember seeing the oranges in the window, but we yeah. never, we never got it. I don't know. Yeah, I never got an Orange Julius either. That's one of those things that you've seen, but you've never tried. We weren't allowed to get a lot of stuff when we would go to the mall. Like these, just randomly get a drink or a pretzel. That did no. not happen. It was a treat if right. you got ice cream or if you got a pretzel on the way out. Right. Like now, you had to do something. You had to have accomplished something in your life, like graduate yes. eighth grade. Now, if we want to go to the mall, we can't now. They're closed. But now, if we want to go to the mall, we tell the kids, we're going to go to Hands, <laughs> And then we'll go to a couple stores. Oh, right, we're in. <laughs> Feed you first. And it's not even the food court. It's Hands. Yeah. Let's spend $90 on lunch. And then we'll go buy what we have to buy. Right. Then we'll take you to the mall. No pretzels. No Orange Julius. So stupid, really. No Dairy Queen. <laughs> right, exactly. Hmm. It's funny. All right, that's all I have, Jerry. I've got nothing else today. I'm busy fighting people on Twitter all day long. <laughs> <laughs> Today's a tough day. Today's I did enjoy day. the impressions Geo did today of Eddie, of Eddie Tremendous. talking in the talkback, very inside. Well, that was – yes, and that's why when Bob gives me the moment choices – and unfortunately, two of them came late in the show. Yeah. So by the time I got them, it was I think we were almost in the break going into my segment. So it was kind of hard to pick those. And I actually listened to them. I don't know that I would have picked them anyway. But still, I had four choices. Those two. And then I had two from earlier. The one was okay. I don't remember what it was. But the other one, while I didn't think the audience might find it hilarious, I did. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and so, you know what? Eddie's been at the station since 1988. Let's have some fun with that because that was spot on. <laughs> And I mean, just terrific. I mean, that's the way. He, and what's weird about it is the way he talks in the headsets, and yet I'll still hear him through the uh, the headphones sometimes when we're in the studio. 
Yeah, there, yeah, there was there's some wiring issue in the studio. But when he like anytime you want to talk into somebody's ear when they're on the air, you automatically go into this mode <laughs> because you think it's less like. I guess less jarring when you're on the radio. Yeah, no, I guess it is. It's just, it is funny. And then you're doing that because you don't want to interrupt them and get them out of the flow of what they're saying. At the same time, you're talking to them while they're talking. Right, or you're hoping to get in there when when they're taking a breath. Like if you want to talk to Gio in his ear during their show, you're hoping to do it in the short time that Boomer starts talking and Gio doesn't respond, but you also got to pick your your spots because if you talk... While Boomer's making a salient point that Boomer that Geo needs to react to, he's not going to hear it because I'm talking to him in his ear. Right, you have to really do it strategically. And I think they do it on in TV news. Oh God, it's brutal, man. Right, like right in your ear while you're talking. I've done limited TV work, and it is amazing how they're in your headset constantly. I remember, I mean, I've, there's been I've done a few games on TV. And the, the last one I did is a couple of years ago now. I was at Illinois State, I believe it was. God, I don't even remember who it was. I think it was Illinois State. because I Yeah, I think that's where I was. And it's amazing how Anthony DeSanti was my producer, great producer. But he's like, before the game, he's like, I'll be the one in your headset. And I'll try to pick my spots, kind of like what you're talking about. But there are some times when there's no opportunity to just pick your spot. You got to say what you got to say because a graphic's going to come on and you've got to get to the graphic and read it before the graphic goes away. And so you're in the middle of a game and you're having a conversation. uh, Graphic, 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 graphic. I was like, Jesus, I got you. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I could not do that. I don't think I can handle that. It's it's difficult. It really, it takes, it takes getting used to. And that's why I think when you watch guys like Costas, when you watch guys like Nance, uh, guys like Al Michaels, the idea that that is happening to them often during the course of a game and they don't skip a beat, it is a skill. Forget the play-by-play. That in and of itself is a skill to be able to just speak so fluently and not break and stop or pause. Because when you see the ones that aren't good at it, it's noticeable. And it's, it's not great. Yeah, I try to figure it out like on when I'm watching especially News 12 and they're doing something local and they're throwing it to somebody and then you see it go back to the news anchor and there you could tell they're listening to something. Yes. Someone in their ear. And it's obvious. And Boomer says they do it even on NFL Today. Yeah, well, they have to because everything is – that's the thing about TV as opposed to radio that I don't enjoy and it's why I've never had the um, – the motivation to try and make a career in TV. It's just different. There's no freedom. I mean, everything is timed. I mean, how many, how many times has Boomer come on and said, you know, he had so many other thoughts on a certain topic, but by the time the round table got to the, got to him, they'll they'll tell him in his ear, you've got 18 seconds quick, 18 seconds. What the hell do you say in 18 seconds? And then as you're starting to say your thing to say in 18 seconds, they're counting you down nine seconds, seven seconds. Yeah, and then JB will be like, all right, boom, we got you. <laughs> like, I didn't even say anything. Right. We're so, and that's, on. that's the other thing with TV, going to break. Once they roll it, now they're in your ear. All right, we're going to break in 20. Stretch, stretch. Yeah. You got 15. Keep stretching. You've got 10. Stretch, five, four, three, clear. Yeah, oh. that's why I like radio better. It's much more relaxed. It's just free, you know? It's free. All right. If you make a mistake, you just kind of roll with it. Yes. Plow Be right casual. through. And keep going. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Oh, yeah. So see that? Look at that. We just gave you another six minutes. Boom. Booyah. 
Have a great day. Go take the dog for a walk. You got it, Jerry. I will chat with you tomorrow. The warm-up program is next to you. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. All right, Tuesday morning in New York City. Hopefully today a little more fun than yesterday, though who knows. Al Dukes, how are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. I was just, just checking in with Mr. Eddie Scazzeri to see if he had to fight through any rioting in order to get to his job this morning. And he tells me no. He went Lincoln Tunnel. Straight That's down. That's right. The Holland Tunnel's closed. Holland Tunnel is closed. So, and if you go the other way, you have to go through protesters. And uh, so, Eddie went the Lincoln Tunnel. The protesters don't go up that far. They only go uh, Lower Manhattan uh, near Eddie's uh, work, but uh, they don't bother him going through the uh, Lincoln Tunnel. So that's well, his move here on safe. out. Me yeah. too. Of course, we're not paying any attention to curfews, though, Jerry. We I, there I was, was in a, bed at eight thirty. I don't know about you. No, no, I pay attention to curfews. If I was told the curfew's 2 p.m., I'm in my house at 2 p.m. I was uh, I was very interested la- yesterday, Jerry. There was uh, going to be a protest in Asbury Park, New Jersey. You and know I was. love you know I love Asbury Park. It's one of my favorite towns. Uh, so I was very interested in what was going on there. Uh, so I was watching. Uh, there were people live streaming it. I was live streaming the protest, and they're like, "Oh, it's very peaceful." Well. And that's all I heard, how peaceful and peaceful and peaceful and peaceful and peaceful it was. And then someone slashed the tire of a cop car. And then, so they they, they actually do arrest the guy. And then, of course, the crowd was upset. And, the, and then the cop has to go, oh, don't worry. Uh, we'll just do paperwork on him. Then he'll be able to come out and continue protesting. Why? You slashed the tires of a cop car. Right, Jerry? Whatever you say. I did not see the story. I saw the protest. It wasn't the story. I watched it live. Any of that. Yeah. Got it. And then uh, there's a curfew at 8 p.m., but uh, as of 9.30, everyone's still roaming the streets. Then it did yeah. get Then it did get violent. Because guess what? Uh, curfew's at 8 o'clock. Curfew's at 8 o'clock. Go in at 8 o'clock. So you're not interested in this, I see. Um, I, I, I don't know what to say anymore at this point, to be quite honest. I feel like it's... Um, we talked about it yesterday, both on the show and on right. the podcast. Uh, nothing has changed. You've had enough. The protests are continuing. Um, this is up to the police and the citizens to figure it out. Right. And I don't know. You know, I don't get upset. At, uh, I don't get upset about protests as you do. Um, so well, I don't get upset about to, the violence has to stop. Right. I, I don't it. get upset about protests. I'm with you. I don't know what else there is to say other than what we said yesterday. I'm all for protesting. I don't like violence. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I mean, they they looted Macy's overnight. I mean, right. And then not here's right. The, There's nothing to say. It's got to stop. I all mean, right, Jerry. Let me spin it sports style for you. Then the Knicks are um, having to explain to their staff, I guess. Uh, there were people within the Knicks organization that were angry that the Knicks haven't made any comments on the situation. Uh, furious is a good word, actually. <laughs> this is so silly to me. All of these are so silly. Uh, as the Knicks wrote in their company-wide email, which I guess someone sent to the news... They wrote, as companies in the business of sports and entertainment, however, we are not any more qualified than anyone else to offer our opinion on social matters. What do people want? 
they want to they want to hear support and awareness. That's what they want. Okay. Do you think and when you're one of two, only two teams that doesn't say a damn thing about it, mm-hmm. you'll look bad? And I've been actually one person. While James Dolan gets destroyed in this city, and they haven't won, and I understand that, uh, I actually think he does things for players people don't realize um, in terms of them being treated properly as professionals, whereas other teams don't get treated as good. The problem is they don't win, and so he gets killed. I get that. Uh, this, to me, as a – I don't want to call myself a Dolan supporter, but as someone that actually thinks they do things better than others do believe, mm-hmm. this, to me, is, is stupid. And we're going to hear from Frank Reich today, who's going to talk about why it's important to actually support your players and your team and your community. Now, I will for you and that, I, you, for you don't seem to care. That's fine. No, but it's not that also, I don't care. It's that you, – You don't think the statements are important. For, I don't for think these they... players, they do. Okay, so do you think – that people think the Knicks think that the cop should have killed George Floyd. Do we think uh, that? They, they're, they're looking for a statement of support. Okay. That's what they're looking for. They're not looking for who, uh, should, be, who should be put in jail. What's right? They want to hear that their owner and their, and their organization supports them. Like if right. you were going through something, and we all were, as a group, we would like to probably hear Entercom support us. That's all they want. It's, this is not for you. This is for them. No, but it's but but people. It's like when you're asking, you're asking the Knicks to say something that is super obvious. So why do you need? So why not say it then? Because it's It's super obvious and it takes no effort to do it. Right. But okay. But does that is that meaningful to anybody? It is meaningful to them. Yes. Listen, (laughs) dude. Listen. This Uh, this is the problem. The Knicks Knicks are against murder. I have have not stepped in these people's shoes. I'm not going to sit there and act the way we're supposed to talk, the way we're supposed to act. I I don't know what it's like to be a 25-year-old African-American basketball player in the NBA. I, I don't know what to say. You know, we sit here and we're talking on high like we know what the hell they're going through. I don't. And I'm not going to sit here okay. and, and criticize players for feeling like their, their, their organization left them out to dry or didn't support them. I don't know what that's like. The Knicks are against murder, everybody. The, no, they've just on. made a statement. No, the Knicks so are against murder. No, I'm not because stupid. it's like. Why, it, is, why did every other team do it? Because then? they have to. Even right. Though, but, then but, do it and but, support but why your do players. You have to? But. but because they're looking for it, Al. They're looking for support and awareness. That's all this is about for them. They want to hear that their company backs them. It's not. It's not like they're going to solve the world with it. But it's just. It's comfort. It's just knowing that they're with you. That's all it is. And I don't see what's wrong with that. Because it's obvious. That's why. Because the. But if the, do you think the Knicks are for murder? Do they come out and say we're in support of no murder? Here's what – I'll do the statement for everybody who doesn't have a statement. They're against the cops killing George Floyd. Everyone is. I haven't seen a single person come out for that. They are for peaceful protests, and they are against rioting and looting. It's like voting. If, if If everybody says no one votes, then no one votes. You know, it's 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 if no one says anything, then no one says anything just because some do doesn't mean others don't have to or shouldn't. There's nothing wrong with doing it. It supports your employees. It supports their culture. I don't I'm sorry. I don't see what the issue is. I really don't. And I think I'd be honest with you. And I sit here and say, I I, I don't want to talk about being in someone's shoes when I'm not. I'd probably feel the same way. Like, guys, wake up. You want to you want to join us with this? I would probably think the same way. I don't know that I would. I probably think I would. 
Then I saw a story, uh, same type of thing on Pro Football Talk. Only three NFL coaches have made a statement. What do you want them to say? I, we're going to go in circles with this. I, okay. We're, we're going to go in circles. Yeah, all right. I mean, again, I, we will hear from Frank Reich next hour about mm-hmm. why it's important. And then okay. you can call Frank Reich and yell at him. I'm not going to yell at him. It's just tell Boomer to call his friend and tell him to stop talking about why it's important and why it's why he's making well, statements I haven't heard about it. Yet. But I'm what do you think go- he's going to say? Exactly. You, you so think why he's going to say, say that this is stupid? We shouldn't talk about it. He's going to talk about why it's important. Matt Nagy's going to talk about why it's important. Okay. To support his and players. I can, and I haven't heard the statements, and I already know what they are. So what's wrong with that? Because the, I don't understand. It's like, it's like saying, "Tell me I'm pretty." Oh You're God. asking people to to say something that is 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 already obvious. Everyone's against the murder. Everyone's against rioting. That's it's not, it. It's not just about murder, Al. It's about the racial injustices. It's about what's gone on in this country. Uh, and granted, it's 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 lone idiots doing stupid things that mar an entire group of good cops but it right. can't happen it's not allowed to happen it right. shouldn't happen when you're in authority you right. it just it so you're no not one's against given that. a pass it just, nobody's against that but the 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 idea that they shouldn't support i don't i just don't understand what the issue is here i really don't the issue is they're making a big like deal. You're getting angry about it. Why? Oh, you're, you're screaming, not me. Because your take is, is cockeyed. Okay. But the fact that you're bothered that African-American players are bothered that their ownership and team they play for has stayed silent, th- that shouldn't bother anybody. That's how they feel. Good for them. I don't disagree with them. Okay. What about all the NFL coaches then? They all need to speak up. What about the offensive coordinators, the defensive coordinators? See, now you're the taking it. Now, now I'm you're, not. Now why? No, why? Stop. Why is that? Stop. I, I can't. I can't do this. I cannot do this. If this is what we're doing for 45 minutes, I'll hang up. I'll come back at 6 o'clock. Okay. I, I can't do this. <laughs> all right, Jerry. What do you want to talk about then? Something. This is what's going on in the world. Sorry. Okay. I mean, baseball's going on. I mean, not really. That. They're trying. What's changed? Uh, proposals back and forth. Yes. All right. So what is that? I was uh, busy making sure I didn't uh, run into uh, 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 problems yesterday. How about Greg Popovich's comments about President Trump? You want to talk about that? Sure. Because he's not wrong either with some of the what did he say? It's come. I'm asking what he said. I will pull up the order. I figured I figured you would have seen no, this. No, I, I turned Greg Popovich off the second I hear him talking because all he does is rails against the president. Yeah. Well, no matter what it is. He's him and Steve extreme Kerr. Extreme left, absolutely. Right, no extreme left. So that's I'll be why, very surprised to hear what he has to say. That's why politics suck, and yes. I hate talking about them, and I hate being involved in them. And all unfortunately, right. it is crossover. Yes. Um, I get that, but Jesus I mean, the the things that are going on right now in this country are so, from every angle, mm-hmm. are so frustrating and just, I don't even know what the right word is, mind-numbing. You know, from the president calling governors, telling them to, to dominate or I'm going to come take over your state, to... Okay, so let's let's examine that then. If, if, if like yesterday in Asbury Park and in New York City, where there's a... A curfew at eight o'clock, and at nine thirty, people are still protesting. And you were the governor and doing nothing about it. 
Should we just let that keep going no, on? No, you start arresting people. No, but you can't, though. Why? Why well, can't you start? Well, right, Why? but if you're not, then then should the president of the United States not step in? Um, if you're not doing the job as you're... You can't step in on all 50 states. You Why? better be careful. Because you're one guy. Right. Now, we talked yesterday on the podcast, and I do agree. I think if you want to stop this right now... Uh, now, it will be extreme, but I think you have to bring the military in. I do believe that. I said that to you yesterday. Okay. Now, but as I also said, now we look like a war zone, which we are we're war actually zone. getting to anyway right? Um, in some spots. We're there. Um, that's probably the only way you stop this immediately if right. you, but know, that's you start what, arresting people. And but, I do think from reading some of the stories, there were a lot of arrests uh, overnight. Right. And so that is that is happening. It's but not, it's, I mean, not, it's not solving the problem. It's still... Death, there's still destruction everywhere. Uh, well, in Minnesota, it has stopped for the, for two nights in a row. I don't think in Oakland they had any issues last night where they had horrendous issues. Okay. On Saturday night and Sunday night were pretty bad. Uh, I just think they went okay in Oakland last night. But you're right. It's still going on. I get it. But you got you have to arrest me. I mean, the mayor's yes, you daughter do. was arrested, for God's sakes. Right. You know, arrest them. Let's go. Lock them up. Right. But if we're going to set a curfew at 8 o'clock at 8.01, not 9.30, at 8.01 is when you start telling people that they have to get back in their homes. And, Correct. And, and I you've think, taken the power away from the cops to arrest people during protests because then it gets anarchy. I th- Well, that's why after 8 o'clock is when the arrests have to start. And you have to have the National Guard in. If you're okay. not going to bring the military in, you bring the National that, Guard in. Okay. But, th- but then that's against Greg Popovich's take on... Uh, uh, the president doing something about it. Because if you're not as a local state going to do anything about it, then the government has, then the the national government or whatever you call it uh, has to take government. Over. The government. Yes, that is very true. Otherwise, anarchy. We must have rules and uh, and abide by them. Uh, absolutely. Need law and order. There's no, no one ever said that that was not true. That's right. 100% the case. And we're probably at this point, I would like to think, um, I think today will be an interesting day because as bad as last night was in New York, it did not even compare to the night prior in New York. So, I mean, I mean, I saw Macy's got looted pretty good. Um, the night before, what's today, Tuesday? So Sunday Tuesday. night was a complete, I mean, I don't know about Saturday, but Sunday night was really bad in New York City. From what I'm seeing so far, not even close to the night before. So you hope it's starting to peter out a little bit. And right, if but not, now it's then you pe- have to do something. You're and right. now it's going to the other cities, right? Jersey City, Trenton, Newark, Asbury Park. So now it's spreading out a little bit. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, I didn't see uh, Jersey City, but yes, I guess so. I know Camden was very peaceful. That was not an issue, and I don't think anything happened there yesterday. Um, Philadelphia. Yeah, I guess Big I did not see anything about Philly. I'm watching the CBS Morning News with Chris Raggy. I did not see anything about Philadelphia. All right. It's been all about New York. Now, the one good thing is that UFC's John Jones and Chuck Liddell, both at two different protests, playing Peacemaker, UFC style. That's what <laughs> I want to see at my protests. They went J.R. Smith on a guy? No, they did not. They were very peaceful. But at 8 o'clock when the curfew starts... Let's get UFC fighters out there. <laughs> That's what I'm for. I, I like that idea. That's not terrible. <laughs> I love rules, and I love following rules, and I love other people to follow rules. And when you don't follow rules, there should be consequences, no matter which rules you break. Otherwise, they're not rules. That's all. So if you have a 
let's make a five o'clock curfew for people. Why are we wait in like New York City, 11 o'clock at night? What good does that do? 11 o'clock at night's already trouble on the streets. There sure could be. Uh, Oakland changed theirs from 11 to 8. I Perfect. Think exactly for let's that reason. move it up to But wasn't the New York one 8 o'clock last night or was it 9 o'clock? It wasn't 11, was it? No, it was 8 o'clock last night. They moved it up because uh, previously the, the, there was already trouble before 11 o'clock. All right, and I know I think the curfew has just ended. I think at 5 a.m. now with the sun coming up. That and I loved like over. yesterday with the Asbury Park situation. They're like, and a and a reporter was arrested at 9:30. Yeah, because the curfew was at eight. Well, but now now you're also getting into an instance of the media as well. Yeah, you know how are they covering this? I mean, that's where well, I'm there should be nothing going on at, after eight o'clock because there's no one on the streets. You're not wrong, but there have been there have also been media, and you had the one writer who went back and forth. Who was the guy from the NBA? The the NBA writer. We talked about him yesterday. Chris Palmer, was that his yeah, name? Yeah, it's Chris Palmer. Where on one hand, he's sitting there saying, protest, protest, protest. And as soon as they were in his neighborhood, he was, get these animals out. Yes. It was the quote, I believe, correct? Yes, yes. They're jumping also been, over the fence. And there have also been things where you've seen where the news will show how bad something looks. And then if they just pan the camera around to the other side, it's all quiet. You know, it's also how it's being shown, what we're seeing, you know, how they're perceiving everything. I mean, it's, there's so much here that's wrong. That it's you know it's just it it oh god it just, it's awful again come like stay out of a stay out of a major city just stay out of a major city but but that's what oh, I'm saying yeah. Asbury Park is not a major city no it's not but I mean I don't think there I could be wrong I don't yeah you're right yeah. you're right you're right yeah. now we take a break it's twenty after All five right. actually twenty one after I have five. no no more. Uh, looting or uh, bad Why not? stories, you said, What Jerry? else are we going to talk about for the rest of the well, hour? I've got other things now. I've uh, found other items. Hmm. All right, we'll come right back. On All right. The Morning Warm-Up. All right, 25 after 5 on a Tuesday morning. Al promised some more fun stuff. What else you got? Well, Lenny Dykstra, Jerry, had his oh, lawsuit against Ron Darling thrown what out of court. What was he suing him for? Defamation, I think, because Ron Darling wrote that book where he was uh, claiming that, uh, you know, when he like sure was all lunatic or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that, um, was, that was the lawsuit, and it was basically thrown out of court because Lenny Dykstra's a moron. Is that pretty right. much? <laughs> God, this guy. Remember when he had the book about he was ba- – I don't remember if he actually did it or he was just scamming people about what a great traitor he was. Do you remember I guess that? he was good at it at one point. I almost bought into his. No, he had a newsletter. Okay, that's what it was about trading, a, right? Stocks. Yeah, because I remember I was. I don't know. I was going into New York and I was uh, at the Metro Park train station, and Mike had him in studio for an hour. For an hour, and, and I it was, was so mesmerizing. Mesmerizing. I, guess. I was locked in. I was like, "How do I get this Lenny Dykstra stocks newsletter?" Because he was making a ton of sense. Didn't he, but he bought he bought Wayne Gretzky's house, I think, at that point in L.A. He had all these car washes. Remember, he was uh, owning. Yes, I do. But the judge, in throwing out this lawsuit of his, said that uh, that his reputation is so tarnished that it's impossible to make it worse. <laughs> That's essentially what he said. <laughs> that there's nothing Ron Darling could write about you. That would make Damn. your reputation worse than it currently is right now. That's actually tremendous. <laughs> and then I guess last night after hearing of this, Lenny Dykstra was on the side of the road making videos saying that the Wilpons and Ron Darling have a whole uh, thing where they're um, – uh, it's some sort of big conspiracy theory against him. 
What did he do? Post on Instagram or something? I think it was on Twitter, but he he was in an Uber and his Uber had car trouble, so he was on the side of the road and he Boy, was just shooting videos. At that point, don't you gotta take stock in where your life has gone? <laughs> I've heard him go on Howard Stern recently, you know, for the past couple of years. He he is a bizarre bizarre well, remember, man. That was it's gotta be what, three years ago Boomer and Craig had him on? In studio, yes. I remember his teeth were all messed up. I Knocked remember he out. comes over. He comes over to me when he was done, and he goes, "Make sure they know I'm not crazy. I think they think I'm nuts." Right. I didn't. I'm like, I was sitting there with my mouth. I'm like, okay, uh, sorry. He was Good missing teeth. That. His front yes. teeth. Yeah, he was. They Isn't it missing. funny too? Because they've been running a lot of the '86 Mets stuff, and I yes. haven't sat down and watched the games, but I've you know I've certainly flashed by it and counted on for a minute. Like, think about where he was in his life. And what the hell he's done to it. Right. It's, it really, it's He's sad, on top of the man. world, Jerry. Yeah, I mean, a lot, there, there's a lot of guys that were on, on top of the world and then lost it all. I know that. And I'm just He's obviously in the news now. But you just think about where he was and where he is. I mean, how do you lay down at night and be you know happy with yourself? Was he good? He was good with the Phillies as well, yes? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I really made a name for He was good with the Phillies, yes. But, I mean, he in New York, he, they loved him. You know, um, just a shame. It really is a shame what's happened to him. I don't know. See, I'm reading here the Ron Darling thing. Yeah, I see what you – I see even even last week they were talking about this. I guess as the lawsuit was going on. Boy, he's just – what a crazy man. Boy. I saw that Ron Darling put out a statement said he will not be discussing this any further. So do <laughs> not call for him. a mystery guest interview. Ron Darling will not be discussing <laughs> – him versus Lenny Dykstra any longer. So I I got to read this because, I, I mean, I saw All the right. story, but I'm just – I'm wondering if the lawsuit is stuff that Darling has said on the air or in interviews. I'm very I curious think in his where book. this comes from. I think oh, it was what in he his wrote. book. Yeah. I got it. Okay. Well – And then probably in subsequent interviews for the book. Where he talked about the instances. Yeah. Man. I mean, if you're a lawyer do you, and you've got to meet with Lenny Dykstra to discuss this – Is he paying you? Lenny Dykstra was living in, like, a house in Linden, New Jersey, where he yeah. was, like, a landlord. Or... It's a disaster. Yeah. Well, as I say, you go – and it's, forget even forget baseball. Even talk about – and, again, I don't know if he was scamming us or what, but he, he was making a lot of money somehow, whether it was the car washes or it was he hit on a couple of stocks yeah. and made people think that he was this, you know, idiot savant with the, with the stock exchange. But if you're buying Wayne Gretzky's house – Somehow, some way, you've come up with a lot of money to do that, and then you go from that to this. I mean, you talk about the ultimate high and the ultimate low, and just man, the depression he's got to deal with on a daily basis is sad. Jim really, Cramer I would think. used to put him on CNBC, even on that uh, Jim Cramer yes. crazy show that he does. Yeah, because he was he was supposedly killing it. I'm telling you, song. you mentioned you mentioned it. That interview he did with Mike was. Yeah. I'm at, I was there at the station when he did it. I remember because they were on Yes at the time. And I remember we had it on and we were watching in the newsroom. And it was like you couldn't get your eyes off it. Like, man, look at what Lenny Dykstra has done. This is unbelievable. We can we can go trade stocks. And then it all came crashing down. Not and so the, much. And then here's a strange story. Uh, and it seems like a lot of money for this item. A man... Um, is an auction winner for $25,000 from a he wins a 20-page love letter that Michael Jordan wrote to actress Amy Hunter. Now when was this? 
This was evidently, this letter was written, though, after Jordan was already married. See, it's funny It's funny this comes up because the Jordan documentary was on ABC again over the weekend. And not that I watched it again because I watched them all already. But at one point, I was talking to my wife about the documentary, and I just said, you know, it's interesting. I've watched all ten parts of this. His mom's on it. They have his kids on it. I think even a brother, I think, was on it. Yes. Never once was his wife on camera, and never once was she. Well, she might have been mentioned one time by him, but it was like it was as if she didn't exist. And I remember saying, "Like that's kind of weird that yeah. you go through however many years of his career that they document, and there's no mention of his wife, and then this comes out, and you sit there and wonder, like, are they still married? Number one, number two, what kind of relationship is it? And because that's weird, a twenty-page love letter while you're married, twenty-page handwritten love letter. And who was the actress? Amy Hunter. Do I know I who this is? I did not. I did have to Google her. Amy Hunter. I do Very not know attractive. who this is. I'm sure she is. I don't know. What who do she you is. suppose the person who paid twenty five grand for this is going to do with it? <laughs> Hang it up. I guess. <laughs> Frame I don't know. a twenty a twenty page love letter. I oh twenty pages. Well, I guess yeah. you take the first page and you save the rest. I don't know. I'm looking at what she. Well, she's done a lot, but I don't. I don't know or who you she get is. One of those big frames, and you just lay it out all the way. <laughs> it is from pages. Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. He must That's have a weird his one. Hard out. Twenty five thousand dollars. Boy, that is a weird one. It had previously sold for twenty four hundred dollars. So whoever bought that, that's a nice investment. That's a nice yeah, investment they could be, property. Maybe they learned from Lenny Dykstra. Right, they went from twenty four hundred and sold it for twenty five grand off of this. Uh, we hung on to it at the for the right time, right after the uh, the ten part documentary series. We, we should all be so lucky with our real estate, with our houses, oh, that we yeah. get ten times the investment in twenty years. And here's have the best. What's that? Have you thought about how long like you would stay where you are? Like, has that entered your mind? Like, do you look at that place as you know what? I think I'm good for the rest of time. Yes. You have. I have. Look at you. Yeah, it's the first time ever where I was like, if I fix this, like fix something in the home, oh, I can fix this because I'll be here forever. And it's yours. You're not renting, so you don't want to make it nice for someone else. Right, as I've done in the past. That's very interesting. We're we're hung up on that still. Not that I don't. Whether you're in your forever home. Well, I hate that term. Nothing's forever. (laughs) Number one. Um, Two. No, I mean I don't. When the kids are gone and married or wherever they are, I don't in in older twenty twenty five whatever. I don't anticipate staying in a in a house you know that we're in. Right. Um, but then again, never know. I mean, we have. It's funny because you see certain people will go to the adult communities, and it's just I don't know the feel of those places. Not great, which is why anytime you would say you couldn't wait to go, I would, uh, God, yeah. no, dude. There, there's better for you. Don't do that yet. Um, and then I see, and then I see like grandparents that stay in our neighborhood that are very happy still in their home, and they have the grandkids come over, and they have the space for them to do what they want. And so we do talk about that, like how long we would be here. But I don't know that we've talked about into retirement. I don't know about that. But I, I say you because of where you are, right, right by the water. Like I could totally see that just being a peaceful place to live out your days. But Eddie tells me that uh, the ocean's going to overtake uh, the, the entire coastline and now be finished. But yeah, I do but think I don't, it'll be after my lifetime I don't, is over. Right. I don't think in the next 30 or 40 years, so I think you'll be okay. Do I think in the next couple hundred years? Yeah, that's probably almost a certainty, but I think you're probably fine. I would and, like to hope so anyway. And in this year, 2020, which has been a disaster so far, Jerry, they say it's going to be very active hurricane season. I told you that yesterday. because you said need that. 
Remember you asked, what's next? We're going to get a big hurricane? Yeah, we are. I think we're getting several of them, actually. Yeah, how about the fact? Al, how I about think the... that's your, your more immediate danger. It's not the ocean level rise over time, but the storm surge from a, you know, a Category 4. And what are you, like 50 yards from the ocean? <laughs> are you really? <laughs> not 50 yards from the ocean. A football no. field? Maybe. A football field and a half? And are you on a third floor, fourth floor? First and second. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. I'll run oh. right up to the second floor, Jerry. Oh, God. The ocean okay. will not get me. Yeah, you're at least eight feet over sea level. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> I did not realize you were on the first floor. Okay. Yeah. You have a loft, though? Because you talk about stairs for the dog. Yes, I, uh, yes, I have a second floor, yeah. All right, so you can go hide up there, I I'll guess. hide up there, yeah. Now, wow. Okay, I didn't know that. So yeah. what stairs does the do? So the stairs, the only stairs the dog struggles with are the stairs to get upstairs or are there stairs to get down to the street level? Uh, the, the, there's a couple stairs to get down to the street level, which is easy. She has no problem with it. It's the stairs, the internal stairs in the house because they're uh, they're not carpeted. Okay, I got it. So, so you can slip on them. The, the little dog nails. You hear Understood. Them All sl- right. Sliding. And she gets a... Going upstairs is good, but she gets this momentum going down the stairs where it goes a little faster than her legs want to... Like, her body is going forward, and her legs are still trying to go a little slower, so sometimes she falls forward. Okay. She hasn't fallen down the stairs, but it's like a... It's like a... Like a a quick tripping down the stairs, and then she gets her footing as she hits the bottom. And she probably wonders why it doesn't go so quick upstairs. (laughs) Yeah, going upstairs, she goes slow. Like, she takes it... Takes yeah. time. Takes effort is what it takes. Yes. All right, quick break. Back in a moment. Boomer and Geo coming up at 6 right here on The Fan. Al and Jerry. All right, 20 in front of 6. We take it in Boomer and Geo. Then on a Tuesday, all kidding aside, um, with the baseball stuff, I know you said there's no developments uh, earlier uh, when we were yelling at each other, but um, the overnight developments are interesting because you had yesterday, Al, the – Report was that the owners say, fine, you want prorated salaries, no problem. Maybe play 50 games because they don't want to pay these guys or maybe they can't. And then Joel Sherman's got the story in the post about Tony Clark saying one thing and then the top aide from Rob Manfred saying another thing, basically contradicting each other. And the notion that they're supposed to put something together by the end of the week is actually laughable at this point. And you sit there and say to yourself, after all these years and after everything going on, are these two sides this stupid? And every day it becomes clearer and clearer that the answer is, yeah, pretty much. And here's what I don't understand. And then we can move on from this. And I said my piece. If the two sides were on a conference call this past Sunday, not three Sundays ago, not six months ago, not a year ago. This past Sunday, it's two days. How the hell can they hear things so incredibly different? It would be like me and you talking on Sunday, and then you telling Eddie on Tuesday that I said red, you said green, and there's no in between. It makes, it really makes no sense. It's almost like adults acting like children, and it's really, it's embarrassing at this point. And now you would, almost want them to just go away. Would you rather have the fifty-game season or a hundred-game season? Well, I I would prefer the 100, but to me, 80 is fine as well, and I, even 75 is fine. To me, you know, people will say, well, you don't know what you have until you play a couple of months. All right, fine. But if everything is the same for everybody, whether it's 50 games, 60 games, 70 games, it's still what it is. Go out and win. Don't make excuses. Whoever's got more wins at the end and wins the playoff tournament wins. 
It's that simple. And and yes, I would rather have it than not have it because I think we could really use it. And you know, at this point, with everything going on in the world, and we're still waiting for basketball. One thing's very clear: basketball and hockey are not coming back until the end of July. Baseball's got a great opportunity to. You know, I don't. You know, we always talk about needing a diversion for three hours. I like that, and I hate it at the same time. I like it because it's true that for three hours you have to watch a baseball game. The problem is when the game's over, the diversion's still there, and you haven't solved anything. Right. Um, but I do think it would be good to be able to watch the Mets or the Yankees or you know just any random game that hasn't been played 30 years ago on replay, I do think it would be good to get anything in. You know, I mean, this is a unique year. So if the season is going to be unique, so be it. It falls in line with everything else in the world right now because, as you pointed out before the break, 2020 blows right now. Now, if they only played a 50-game season, would Jacob DeGrom be able to pitch like every other game? <laughs> no, I don't think so. That would be awesome. He's not going to get his 25 starts in. You don't think so? What <laughs> if they're only playing like three games a week? He would get... Well, they would play. I don't think that. I think it would be a shorter season somehow oh. uh, to get to the playoffs. I think what some of the thinking might be is if you play July and August, you get to the playoffs in September, and you get things wrapped up by mid-October before there's any chance of the quote-unquote second wave. So that you get those games in, especially if you expand the playoffs. Like you could go 50 regular season games and then put more teams in the playoffs, which adds more games that we otherwise wouldn't have in the postseason, and you get that done before you have to worry about this dumb virus coming back, if it comes back right. in the fall. So, But DeGrom would get, in that case, at best, I would guess 10 or 11 starts. Can you win the Cy Young if you go 11 and 0 with an ERA of 0? Yeah, probably. Absolutely. He could be 7 and 0 and win the Cy Young. <laughs> or he could be classic DeGrom. He could go 2 and 2 with an ERA of 0. .50 and win the <laughs> win the Cy Young and nine no decisions. And the coronavirus Jerry has taken something else from us. You mentioned the baseball season. They've taken the Motley Crew Def Leppard Poison Joan Jet tour from us. That wasn't canceled yet. It was canceled. That's what I'm saying. Just now, though, it was like legitimately yesterday. Just canceled. really, I'm not sure what they're. Maybe they're waiting for coronavirus to go away. Now, I've never understood a couple of things with this one. Motley Crue, Motley Crue could sell out places themselves. Def Leppard sells out places themselves. Why would they want to split the revenue at a place? That's a great question. So I, I don't know. Motley Crue, Def Leppard. Poison and Joan Jet. You're now splitting that ticket amongst four bands. How much are the tickets? Have you seen? I don't know. I'm like are they charging two fifty a ticket? Probably ridiculous. Jerry, if you had to go to the bathroom and go get a slice of pizza and a beer, which during which Joan set Jett. would you <laughs> even think about a poor Joan Jet? No, because I, I, you know, Def Leppard. I like. Right. Who else was it? Def Leppard. Uh, Motley Crue. Motley Crue. I like. Poison. Uh, maybe Poison. It would be Poison or Joan Jett. Yeah. What do they look like now? Poison? Well, <laughs> Brett Michaels still looks terrific. That does CC he? DeVille is, is a questionable look, uh, looker at this point. Joan Jett, I think, still looks pretty good. The Def Leppard guys are still rocking it out, and Motley Crue is uh, just a little fatter. Didn't I watch Motley Crue's final concert? No, they're back. You did. You so did see their another final band show. That they were done, and then yes. now they're not. Right. I Man. went to the final Who show in 1989, <laughs> their final tour at the Giant Stadium. And they'll be at PNC they're Bank Card Center in April. <laughs> right, they're still going. That's <laughs> so funny. But you this... know what's, I, what I find interesting, and you've, you've said this many times, like the, the lead singer's voice is obviously critical. Yes. 
you watch a lot of these older bands, and again, I watch them on Access TV, and it's like, all right, I know who that guy is. I don't know who the rest of them are, and yet it sounds the same. Here's one case where it didn't. Chicago, I watch them, and it's funny. When you look in the crowd, and people are so old. <laughs> like, I would be interested in going to see Chicago. Though my Which wife version of Chicago? Because I right. think they had different singers. So that, Right, so that's where I'm getting to. So this one looked like it was recorded somewhere in the last five years or so. It didn't look old. The clothes looked relatively new. And the people were much older than, well, actually, probably as you would expect. But there was a song. Was it Peter Cetera, right? Yeah, he was, Peter he was Cetera. They had a guy doing his songs. It sounded like a bad cover band down the Jersey Shore in August. And I'm like, how do you put that guy out and claim that you're Chicago? To your point that the lead singer is everything yeah. in a band. But yet, and it was just awful. Yet Journey replaced the lead singer and has no problem. Because he sounds like him. I guarantee most of those people still think Steve Perry's up there singing. I, I like wouldn't be surprised. If my parents went to go see Journey, they would have no idea that he's a different dude singing. I believe that. I believe, I, I'd be, you know what? If I didn't see... See, I'm not a Journey fan, but I know their music. If I didn't see that documentary about the singer on Netflix, yeah, I wouldn't know. I might be like, that's Steve Perry? He looks different. He looks young? <laughs> and whatever happened to Steve Perry? I thought he released the album. Didn't he release a solo album last year? I remember he talking did, about yeah. that with you. Yeah, and he's done a few small appearances. But uh, I don't know. He very He really distances himself from that Journey material. So you're telling me when Steve Perry goes out and no, sings, he, he doesn't do much journey He's stuff. Got, he has to. Because, I, you know, it's funny. They've got a guy that sounds like him. So maybe it, this isn't true for this band. But I would think if Steve Perry was going out on tour and the the commercial, the trailer was him redoing his journey songs. And then you told me journey was going on tour without him. Yep. I'd go see him. Me too. Give me Steve Perry in a cover band yes. versus Journey, the band, with a cover singer. Couldn't agree with you more. Although, again, that band's a little different because he does sound like him, but I'm with you. I would rather go see the guy that actually sung the, sung the songs. Like when Van Halen – so this is a good one. So Van Halen, we've talked about, they've had tours with David Lee Roth and with Sammy Hagar, and, and they've had tours with, when they're both not there, just one of them is there. Do they do the other songs? No, Jerry, here's the thing. This is what David Lee Roth always used to tell me in those few short months that I worked with him. I don't sing his songs. He sings my songs. So, okay. So, Hagar would do David Hagar, Lee Roth. Yeah, Hagar does like um, uh, Panama. They do Ain't Talking About Love. They do some other David Lee Roth era songs. And so, David Lee Roth cuts it off then at the Sammy Hagar years. David so Lee would, Roth does not do Sammy Hagar songs. See, it's interesting because I'd be disappointed if I went to a Van Halen concert and didn't get all that music. But at the same time, he doesn't sound anything like Sammy Hagar, so right. I probably wouldn't want to hear him sing it anyway. That's interesting. So you the, can catch that tour, though, Jerry, next summer. Next year. Motley I'll tell you, Crew, definitely. If you remember, let's go back to January, you and I said 2020 was going to be the year of the concert. Yep. <laughs> it has not been the year of the concert. That's incorrect. Think about how many concerts they will have next year at places like Barclays Center, oh, The Rock, night. The Garden, yes, and MetLife Stadium and City Field. And You're going to have concerts all over the place, and people are going to be so starved getting out at that point still that everything's going to sell out immediately. I'm going to buy a concert T-shirt every show I go to. 
this next summer of 2020 is the summer of the concert. And then when you wear it once, you can give it to Eddie, and Eddie's got uh, a new wardrobe. Eddie will put it right in his rotation. He could do that. Can you imagine how many – see, you like music. How If you put a number on it, knowing that everyone's going to tour next year. And I don't mean – I don't mean small little clubs. I mean like concerts. You know, the smallest venue I would say would be PNC Bank Art Center to qualify for this. Right. How many do you think you would see next summer? You think you'd be at like twenty concerts? No, because I, I do. Once I, I love the idea of going to a concert until I go to the concert, and then I'm like, oh, this crowd is annoying. I had to park. I had to get in here. I had to walk. Like, it loses its luster pretty quickly for me. Even though, because you buy the good seats, though, now. It's not like I you try, get seats. But, no, but it's this thing. To buy good seats now, it's so expensive that it's... Not worth it. Like, I wanted to go see Brian Adams last summer. Brian freaking Adams. The tickets were like $283. And what's crazy is they get it somehow. <laughs> you think people just put everything on credit cards? Summer is 69 Yes, I do. I think they put it on credit cards. They go against Dave Ramsey's uh, style of, <laughs> the, of not charging things. Well, yes, they, they, I have a love-hate relationship with Dave Ramsey. I like a lot of his, a lot of his information, a lot of his suggestions, a lot of his rules. They're yeah. all good. Some of them, as we've discussed on the podcast, fakakta. <laughs> <laughs> the worst one is he goes, "Your mortgage should be one quarter of your take-home pay and a fifteen-year mortgage." <laughs> <laughs> and a 15-year mortgage. All right, let me just announce now, uh, me and my family will be moving. We're going to buy an RV. Right. Come <laughs> on, Dave Ramsey. That's yeah, the one I can't get. That's the one we can't do. I think for him, I could be wrong about this, I would think a lot of his audience might come from middle America. Yeah, middle where America. It's a, a lot more affordable. But here's the thing, too, though. You're not making the same money you would make around here. So I, I know, don't know. I, I, don't figure, I can't figure it out. It doesn't balance out. Like none of that makes sense, especially when you're talking about take-home pay. He wants and you then, to live home until you get enough to put fifty percent down on a house, practically. Yeah, well, people are. That's why people are home till they're forty-five. Oh, I mean, really? I mean, people stay home now till it used to be. You know, you graduate college, you get a job, you get an apartment. For me, it was I graduated college, got engaged, and then moved out a year after I graduated. Now it's a lot of kids are home till they're thirty, and and beyond. And they're kind of good with it. And they you still would, don't have 50% to put yeah, down. Yeah, at that point, you just wait till you inherit the house. <laughs> you could do that. That is true. All right, quick break. we got a Radio.com Sports Minute from Amy Lawrence, and then Boomer and Geo coming up in just about seven, eight minutes here on The Fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Got a few more minutes for you. Uh, baseball no closer to a season as the two sides continue to bicker. Joel Sherman talking to uh, one person from the baseball side, top aide to Rob Manfred, and uh, talking to Tony Clark. They don't seem to see things the same way from a conference call on Sunday. So be it. What else you got, Al? Big news in wrestling slash football, Jerry. Rob Gronkowski lost his WWE 24-7 title to someone named Ron Killings, who was disguised as his gardener. <laughs> so wait, time out. This is a uh, match, Jerry. This is a belt where you could lose it at any time. You might go to the Stop and Shop, the Wawa, uh, and uh, you could get pinned in the supermarket and you lose the title. It's a twenty four seven belt. So a random dude 
basically acting as Rob Gronkowski's landscaper, drops yeah. him and pins him, and now he's the champion. Well, I think it's a wrestler, Ron Killings, I think. I don't oh, he follow is a wrestler. wrestling. Okay. But he was pretending to be a gardener. And a when gardener. Rob Gronkowski just happened to be doing a TikTok video, Jerry, they did have this on tape, um, uh, he pinned him. So <laughs> the Bucks don't have to worry about anyone infiltrating their locker room to try to win the 24-7 title from Gronk. Think about what the Bucks have done. You got Brady, and now you have Gronk, who is all over TV. I don't know if you, I mean, he's got this show with Venus Williams, and it was actually pretty good. But between that, he's got a Nickelodeon show, wrestling, TikTok videos. The Bucks got to be like the show's in town. Yeah, we got it here. <laughs> and what is there. and what does this mean, Jerry? I see Rutgers basketball eyes June twenty second return to campus. So the players have been the campus has been closed. And so all the players had to go home. They're, I guess they're going to be allowed to come back now, and they'll be able to do limited individual drills inside, and then they can do outdoor training um, you know, with the athletic, uh, athletic trainers in open air. And then I guess they'll be able to get back on the court slowly and kind of work their way back up as the numbers hopefully continue to decrease and restrictions continue to get eased. So the idea that they're getting them back together is a good thing as opposed to just dealing with them on video calls because it's obviously been very strange for all these college teams. And same thing for football teams and, you know, women's basketball and, and any other, you know, soccer is another issue. So that I guess this is step one towards kind of getting right and hoping that things will kind of normalize going forward. And J.R. Smith said that him beating up that vandal, <laughs> whipping his ass, was a – Random act of stupidness. Well, he said the guy's random act of stupidness had to be met with his random act right. of stupidness. I didn't think it was stupid. If someone was smashing my car and, and I had the ability to beat them up, which I don't generally, I would beat them up as well. Yeah. No, he, he did what he had to do. That's right. for sure. I mean, it's his personal property that the guy <laughs> got into. And he'd go find another car to deal with, not mine. And he put him in his place. It is funny. See, I think just like what I, was, I was mentioned earlier, the UFC fighter John Jones. Oh, come on. Including Yankees baseball. 